While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Besties, welcome back to the third hour of South Coast tonight. Um, I I don't want to talk politics anymore. I don't want to talk about Paul Hero. I don't want to cry or lament over Tucker um, Tucker uh, leaving uh, Fox anymore. I want to spend the last hour basically prepping myself for the transition from AM talk radio over to um, New England sports. Um, there's clearly a deficit. There are some serious problems with sports talk radio. So I, I figured I could really just kind of showcase. This is really just like my resume. Um, if anybody wants to pick me up and move me to, to Boston sports, I can hang. I can do it. I can do Boston spots like anybody. I can do it. Uh, it's draft day. Uh, coming up this Thursday. Um, not even joking. It is like one of my favorite days of the year. I never miss draft day. Um, I am obsessed with draft day videos. Uh, the call when, uh, a man's life changes in a way. Uh, that the the NFL can bring them is I I can watch those videos over and over and over again. I know there are people that'll watch like videos of like men coming home from like being overseas and stuff. Those get me too. Videos of our veterans, sure. Maybe you like watching cat videos or kitten videos. I know like I got I got girlfriends that send me kitten videos all the time it's super cute and like mm, love them uh i watch draft videos over and over and over again the video of patrick mahomes getting the call putting his head down shaking his head yes sir yes sir yes coach yes sir looking forward to it i just love there's never enough of them to me honestly there is never enough of them mic up everybody in their house with their family behind them you got everybody also you know what i love the diversity you got black athletes but there's always like white people in the background it's always like super diverse because you know what everybody loves money everybody loves people being rich so when these guys these athletes get that call uh, it's like cocaine i am addicted to it i love it let's bring on draft day before we do that, we have to we have to take the caller who has been patiently waiting that probably wants to talk about Paul Harrow. I don't who knows. We'll see. Hi, Bestie. Thank you for holding. The time is yours. <laughs> well, Jessica, I was calling in about the sheriff. I didn't know there was a cutoff time. <laughs> no, there isn't. I try to be disciplined I, I, and try to keep things like in within the hour, but I'm gonna give you whatever time you need. Go right ahead. Okay. I, I just want to say that I think he's unsuited for the job and for him to say that he's not going to use the dog. He's never going to use the dog. Did he mean to say never? Yeah, he doesn't want. Well, he doesn't want. He doesn't want to. It's but the a, dogs are trained for that. They're efficient. They get the job done. They take orders. They are trained for that. And to not use them at a time like that, it seems kind of silly. I, I, rem I remember. I don't know when it was, but I remember that there was some conversation about like the sheriff 
the sheriff, the sheriff Hodgson, using the dogs, you know, to bark in front of uh, some prisoners or something, and he said that was inhumane for the dogs and blah blah blah. I mean, oh, the, no, the, no. right? So I he, think he's he's made of jello and he's a sheriff in name only, title only, because I don't think he's too soft, and I don't think he's gonna. He's a sino, sino, yeah, S i n o, not a rhino, a sino, no. a sheriff in name only. Okay, so I'm going to cut that out because I know there's not a lot of time. But you're going to sports? You're not going to be over here No, anymore? I'm just being facetious. No, no, I'm oh, kidding. Oh, Because <laughs> that was another stab in the heart. I was panicking the oh, other day when you disappeared. No, I was sick. <laughs> I, I was so sick for a couple of weeks. I know. I, I heard that. Yeah. I'm glad you're better, though. Thank yeah. you. No, no, I'm not going. I'm joking. I love sport. I mean, I love football. I love baseball. I love it. Actually, I love all sports. I was just joking. Yeah. I was reading the ratings recently that uh, sports radio in Boston is really uh, – uh, it's it's hurting. So I was joking in saying that I would talk about the NFL yeah. draft and I'll I'll I'm make a move. Much for, not much for sports. I like but good I do old like competition boxing. of men. I like men fighting for things. I yeah. like it, I, and I don't want men, anybody men, to come men get that it. Men are not wearing men that are not wearing dresses. Yes, yes, and and, you know and putting I their mean? faces on cans of Bud Light and and basically destroying a brand. And uh, ruining it. The world is upside down right now. I know. That's all right. There's still people like you and me. We're okay, right? That's right. All right, bestie. Thanks for for hanging on. Good night, honey. (laughs) Bye. All right. Let me try to take this next call since I am on the phones. I can't guarantee. Let's try it. Hi, bestie. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear, Josh. Hi. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? You want to fight today? What do you want to do? I'm not going to fight because I never fight with you. I'm always usually on your side, Betsy. <laughs> I haven't talked to you in a while. What's going on? Nothing. We're talking sports. I guess we're going to get off politics, I guess. I just turned on the radio. I just got in the car and I heard your voice. I had to call in. Yeah. I um, Marcus needed a night off and I was going to be here with Chris, but he wanted to rest. So um, I, I'm here by myself except for Phil. I, I don't know if you heard it, but Phil scared me and showed up here to do the news. And um, so I'm not necessarily alone. He's here, but um, I'm winging it over here. So. But I was joking. Oh. It's draft day coming up on Thursday, and I never miss draft day. So um, I'm, I was going to talk some football. Aaron Rodgers yes. looks like he's going to the uh, the Jets. Yeah. What do you think? How's draft day in your house going to be this year with you and your husband? I know he's going to be he's still, is he still in the morning stage. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, he's still going to. He's still going to cry. He's he's still he won't talk about it. He will he will yeah. not talk about it. We went to dinner this past weekend for our anniversary. We went to Freestones, um, which I haven't been to since they reopened. We went. We had a great experience, great dinner, and then we went to a local bar near our house, the Mallard. It just opened. It's a new bar, and somebody was talking about football, and I showed my Mahomes tattoo, and he had said he was an Eagles fan, and they were like, "Well, what was this like for you this past season?" And my husband literally walked away. He did not. Not talk about it. He still won't talk oh, about it. Well, there was some rumors that um, there was some rumors Derek Henry was going to be coming over to the Eagles. So of course he started sending me every tweet that he found about Derek Henry. We're going to be unstoppable. Can you imagine if we get Derek Henry? There's no way you would have won that Super Bowl. But I don't think that's actually going to happen. Now that I'm looking at. Um, at uh, some of the stuff that Schefter's saying, I don't think uh, Derek Henry is going to be making that move. But Aaron Rodgers' move in is a big deal. I mean, he's had 18 seasons with Green Bay. This is a real big deal uh, to see him. Yeah, in. But, you, but you know what's funny about that, just about him? Mm. It's him and me don't get along that well. No, he doesn't he, get along he, with he, anybody. 
Right, and he's going to New York, which they will cut him up and spit him out. I don't know. I think New York is thirsty for a quarterback that could get them uh, to the postseason. Um, if there are any Jets fans left, um, I think this is going to be huge for them. It's going to oh. be exciting. I mean, I'm wondering if it's got that same style of like when Montana left San Francisco and went to Kansas City and, you know, we got them to the postseason, but there was no no Super Bowl. I mean, is that enough? I don't know. I, I mean, Aaron Rodgers doesn't even talk to his family. You know what I mean? He's kind of a loner. Um and everybody knew he wasn't happy, so I, I, I'm not surprised that the move is happening. I'm surprised it's the Jets, though. Well, the thing is, the Jets, I mean, they're going to be pretty good. I think they were just a couple of players away from, you know, they had a great defense last year. They so, did. They did. So, I mean, with Aaron Rodgers making some extra plays, they're talking about three or four more wins. Yeah, and fun fact, the Jets helmet is my favorite helmet in the league. The The helmets that the Jets wear remind me of the rides at Lincoln Park in Westport. You know the ones that were like shiny, like the cars that you would ride in on the Musical Express? It reminds me of that. It's very nostalgic. I am obsessed with the Jets helmets. Yeah, that, that's true. That's exactly what it comes down to. It's just uh, <laughs> colors and shiny just, things. Because I'm a girl. That's the only thing good about the Jets is probably maybe their helmet. That's about it. Uh, I mean, but, listen. It's, I think it's going to be a big deal. It's going to get a lot of attention. Uh, I don't know how many years does was Aaron Rodgers even have left. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Three. Yeah, I, I mean, he's definitely no Tom Brady. He's he's he doesn't no have, no no. But it's going to make the division a little bit more interesting, though. I agree. All those cap camps, because we're going to be like, okay, now we just don't have to worry about Boston. We have to worry about the Jets now. Yeah. And I mean, what Miami's doing, for crying out loud. Oh, I know. I know. They're just terrible still, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, they have nice colors, I guess, orange and yellow. <laughs> they, they do. I mean, I have a, a, a couple, well, I know a guy that lives in town with me. He's a big uh, Miami fan. They're just, I mean, they're hardcore, and, and they keep getting their hearts broken. I'd like to see Miami um, kind of move a little bit more, but not too much. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I, don't, I mean, so draft day is this Thursday. Uh, I think it's exciting. Um, there's some some talk about Devin White from Tampa Bay that might be moving around. Um, Bleacher Report has what they think are going to be the top five big moves. Aaron okay. Rodgers is listed on there. Uh, Trey Lance from the 49ers they think might be moving around. DeAndre Hopkins, I've heard that. Um, and Dalvin Cook from the Minnesota Vikings. So, you know, draft is great. Do you watch the draft by any chance? I am. Um, I do. Yes. Um, but the thing is, for me, by the time, just maybe the first round, after that time, we did the second, third, I'm kind of over by yeah. now because it's kind of an issue. It's going to trade up. It's going to go up and down. Yeah, yeah. No, but I like it. Who was the first pick this year? Um, uh, let, me, let me look. First pick is going to Carolina. Carolina? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yep. So, well, we'll they need see. a quarterback. Yeah, there's, you know, there's no shortage of information out here for people that kind of want to brush up on what this draft is going to look like. Um, you know, what do the Cowboys need? Cowboys are really interesting, too. Um, I don't know what's going on with them. I thought that they were, you know, contenders, but there's just, there's a lot of changes going on. So I'm going to... Um, take our break in a minute, and I'm going to break down some of the things that I'm looking forward to seeing. But, All right, you know, I'll be listening. Bestie, thanks. 
I listened to you on the Howard Carr show. Yes. I think for you, yeah. there was a crowd. I, I heard that show a little bit. It's like I was listening to you on the radio show and stuff like that, but I think if you're a professional, it's three is too much of a crowd for you. Yeah. Wait, wait what do you mean when I was on with... The Howie Car Show, yeah. There's a couple segments where it was you. Oh, I had like Taylor um, filled in, uh, like and yeah, Grace, and yeah. And then Grace, yeah. So sometimes, you know, three's company, you know. You know what, so, though? I'm going to tell you, it helps a girl out because I'm super nervous. Well, I wasn't nervous when I was there for Grace this past time. I guess more often I'm there, I get more comfortable. But those segments kind of break it up and, and make me feel a little bit more comfortable. I'm very thankful for them. Also, I talk a lot of, of like, local stuff here, right? And I get to be able to put my spin on, like, you know, Paul Haro and Somerset politics and Fall River stuff. Over there, it's all national. You can't talk about all of the things that I'm I'm, I'm talking about every day. So oh, I'm, no. I'm thankful for some of the stuff that breaks it up i mean it's a lot to stay focused on local stuff and uh state stuff and national so um but i'll hit my stride hopefully this summer i'm there for a extended period of time so we'll see how it goes but thank you for tuning in and listening there too i'll be listening okay thanks fasty you too all right, guys, let's take our break. Um, we'll get that out of the way. No problems with the phones. Thank goodness. So far, so good, right? Sorry for all of you. I hung up in the first hour. I apologize. Let's take a break. Uh, you can call in 508-996-0500. Um, and uh, we'll be right back after the break. This is Jess. I'm filling in for Marcus and for Chris. And you're listening to South Coast Tonight. And with a half an hour to go until the Browns are on the clock, Ian Rappaport, what are you hearing about in the draft buzz? Rich, there's two teams we are keeping an eye on now. First of all, the Kansas City Chiefs. I am told they are making the most noise of any team plotting a potential move up. The Kansas City Chiefs no longer have a first-round pick. Wow. They just traded it along with the 91st overall pick to move up 17 spots. All right, 30 seconds. We'll turn it in. Don't drag it out. We're good? All right, read it back to me and then let's turn it in. With the 10th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft. Guard is in. All right, congratulations. The Kansas City Chiefs select Patrick Mahomes, the second. Our group here is really, really excited. Of course and you are. And staff. They're going to do a great job. I told you you were going to get the ball. Huh? It's a great night, great day. Enjoy it. And uh, we're fired up, man. Best day of my life. Best day of my life, 2017, Patrick Mahomes becoming a Chief. I mean, can you imagine being a Chiefs fan all those years and having people crap all over you and saying you're never going anywhere? I used to get into, I used to get into wars with um, someone in my family. He used to cut out Chiefs clippings from the newspaper and mail them to my house in manila envelopes like with nothing just to remind me of how crappy the chiefs were those are maybe the elvis gerback days i think like it was just like really bleak really really bleak and now i mean i don't know there's like there used to be a guy named tom brady running things but now we got another guy named patrick mahomes and i got his lovely name tattooed right on my arm which my husband reminds me we don't have machado anywhere on me we just have mahomes the NFL draft is this Thursday. I am very excited. Uh, it takes place on Thursday. Round one starts at 8 p.m. And then obviously two and three goes uh, on Friday. Keeps going. Rounds four through seven uh, begin at noon on Saturday. Just as a kind of a reminder, a couple things happened. The Dolphins lost their first round pick um, for Tom Brady tampering. Uh, Miami Dolphins um, had suspended 
owner Stephen Ross and fined him $1.5 million for tampering with Tom Brady and Sean Payton following a six-month investigation stemming from Brian Flores' racial discrimination lawsuit against the league. Um, Goodell said that investigators found tampering violations of unprecedented scope and severity. I know of no prior instance of a team violating the prohibition of tampering with both a head coach and a star player to the potential detriment of other clubs over a period of seven years. So as as a result of this, um, amongst other things, the Dolphins will forfeit their first round selection in the draft and a third round selection in the 2024 draft. The Texans are also um, losing a, a draft pick. The Houston Texans lost their pick in the fifth round of this year's draft. They have to pay a $175,000 fine for a salary recap reporting violation involving Deshaun Watson. A review by the league determined the Texans provided their then quarterback Watson with an undisclosed compensation in the form of a membership at an alternate athletic facility in 2020. I guess clubs have to report that uh, and that is considered a compensation and a benefit and so they didn't um, and so they have to uh, lose their fifth round pick this year. Um I think uh, the draft round goes, for those of you who are interested, and if you want to talk politics, I'm so sorry. Caroline Panthers are first. Texans, Cardinals, Colts, Seattle, Detroit, Las Vegas, Atlanta, Chicago. Philadelphia Eagles um, are in 10th place. They have a trade with New Orleans to get into 10th there. Tennessee. Uh, Houston Texans are there with uh, a trade from Cleveland. New York Jets are at 13th. Patriots 14th. Green Bay Packers 15. The Commanders or the Redskins are at 16th. Steelers 17th. The team I just literally just wish would disappear. Detroit Lions 18th. Tampa Bay coming in at 19th. The Hawks uh, at 20. Chargers 21. Ravens 22. Vikings 23. Jacksonville 24. And then, you know, the big guns, New York Giants, 25, Dallas Cowboys, 26, Buffalo, 27, Cincinnati, 28. New Orleans is in there from 29 with a trade from San Francisco through Miami and Denver. And then the two Machado teams right there. You got uh, Philadelphia Eagles and then you got your Chiefs. Let's try the phone lines again. Fingers crossed. Hi, Bestie. Thanks for holding. Is this me, Jess? Yes. Hi. You're oh, live. Oh, hi, Jess. Hi. I just tuned in. I was so glad to hear you. Oh, on. thank you. Hi. This, this is a Jess special, right? Yeah, I'm filling in for Marcus and Chris tonight. So um, I had an original thought. I was just going to run it by you. Okay. Tell me Tell me what you think. Okay. It's not, on, it's not on sports. Okay. That's okay. So we've all been uh, hit over the head with uh, rising water levels, rising sea, increased, um, you know, more intense storms, right? Mm -hmm. Increased increased, uh, frequency of storms, a lot of which is uh, specious, but some of it is true. Mm -hmm. And so if you look back what we did in Bedford, I guess it was in the 60s, the Army Corps of Engineers, uh, we took a rational approach, we built... The hurricane barrier, mm-hmm. rational, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to protect the downtown, even if it, maybe maybe it was maybe it wasn't equitable, maybe it wasn't diversified, mm-hmm. uh, but it was rational to protect the downtown. So, if you live on the coast 
like a lot of us do that are listening. Mm-hmm. You're a homeowner. You've got $20,000 to spare to protect yourself. And the water's coming up. The beach has been eroding for years. You have a choice. You can, A, buy carbon offsets, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> B, you can buy an electric car. Mm-hmm. No. Or C, you can build a seawall and move your boiler up to the second floor so it doesn't get flooded. Mm. What would a rational person do? I, I would say C. Yeah, right? Right. But that's not what we're getting. Joe Biden just announced the Environmental Justice Office. Mm-hmm. The, the governor just uh, uh, announced you know, essentially the same, the, the very big part of our environmental spending is going towards environmental justice. I mean, what is that? You know, there's got to be people that are just making a lot of money. It's their turn. You know, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I was just saying the other day, I mean, are these people really going to come for our gas stoves? You know, like, are we, are we, I think. Well, that's a right-wing conspiracy until it's not a right-wing until conspiracy. It's, until and they, it's and, they, and, they, and, they, and they actually are coming for I our mean, gas stoves. I mean, I, I can't imagine, I guess maybe no. last year I didn't think that I would be forced to have an electrical vehicle, but I think we're going to have to, right? I mean, I, I don't think they're going to make so many. Are we really not going to be able to have gas-powered vehicles or gas stoves? Do, do you think anything that Massachusetts or the United States can do is going to stop the sea level from rising? No. It's kind of important that we protect our assets. Right. And so in you're the meantime, saying, what you're saying is the priorities are all wrong. Well, yeah, well, it's not, you're not even the priorities. It's the rationale. It's like what you, you have a threat, regardless of what the cause of the threat is. Right. You have to deal with the threat. You know, um, mitigation is right. much more important than this fanciful stuff that they're come they're throwing at us. Because you can you can create a, a office of equity, environmental equity. Right. But you. But to get permits to build a, to, to you know, actually the seawall is a great seawall. What we need to do is extend it. We don't need to build on top of it. I think it's high enough for, for a long time. But there's all sorts of places that need to be protected along our coastline, and we need to give incentives to people to, you know, commercial buildings to uh, move there. And and those programs exist. You know, to move their utilities up a little bit to deal with flooding. It's it's all around the country, but that's the should be the focus, not this. I mean, what are you going to do? You send money to Brazil to protect the rainforest and the corrupt kleptocrats down there are going to buy Miami condos? I, <laughs> I think what we're doing with our money. It's insane. I, I think, and I, I did see this earlier, and I'm just going to um, kind of add to what you were saying. Uh, President Biden is planning on signing an executive order directing federal agencies to invest in disadvantaged communities disproportionately affected by pollution and climate change. Um, yeah, I mean, those are his priorities. This is what's important to, to – is anybody surprised – I mean, th- these are just things. What are we going to do when the water floods our house? We're going to say, well, I guess that was equitable. They'll, yeah, I mean, equity. They'll deal with it when it's when it when it happens. I mean, they, listen, they've got they've got an agenda. 
this green agenda, this is what they have. They have fully embraced it. Massachusetts is on a fast track to that. You know, Massachusetts is, I, I called it California Junior. It's, you know, the East Coast Cali. It's all on the same thing. I mean, honestly, I think really, really what I think is it's time to consider thinking about relocating to. I am. Uh, I've been uh, thinking. I just yeah. talked to somebody in Tennessee. I was like, would, would oh, you I love me? it there. I promise I won't be liberal for I, that. No, <laughs> I love Tennessee is the New Hampshire of the South. I, I went there. Um, I was you know, on my bucket list of places I wanted to go. I'm so glad I went. I, we stayed in like Gatlinburg, um, you know, not near the Nashville thing because uh, that's a little too trendy for me. Um, but it's beautiful. Eastern Tennessee is great. Yeah, Knoxville, it really uh, is. Yes, Knoxville. I went to all both those places. Yes. Smoky, yeah, or not uh, the Smoky Mountains, but yeah. Yes, no, Smoky it's Mountains. Yeah, it it's is. Not, it's, there's, no, there's no ocean nearby. Yeah. Kind of yeah, it does. I've lived in Pennsylvania, and we were landlocked there, and it is depressing. If you've lived in New England, especially Bristol County, you got to be close to water. So I don't know, Bestie. I think I, I totally hear what you're saying. Uh, I don't know how much control we have over that. I'm going to hold on to my gas-powered stoves and, and cars as long as I can, though. I can tell you that. Well... <clears throat> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm saying it in jest, but I'm really serious. If right. we, if our focus is on ridiculous things, we're doomed. I mean, we really need yeah. to be resilient. We need to mitigate. Listen, the water's been rising for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Now, is it accelerated in the last ten, or the last hundred, or the last thousand, or the last ten thousand? Hard to say. You know, mm-hmm. we follow the science until it comes to. You know, biological sex. Then yep. we can't follow the science anymore. <laughs> right. um, no, but I mean, we're be, I we're we're actually we've become irrational. Yep. And it's a and that's a threat to our survival. Yeah. So we need to kind of smarten up somehow and say, look, we have a limited amount of resources to spend. Yeah. We, we need to we need to protect ourselves, not. Well, I, I don't, you know. <clears throat> no, I mean, I think you're bringing up a really good point. I, I mean, for someone like me that's constantly with my nose in the news, you know, I'm probably not paying as much attention to that as I should. Um, but I'll tell you what, I fall victim to being distracted easily by, you know, what they throw out at us. You know, but people talking, we were literally talking on Howie's show or Grace's show uh, about uh, them saying you will not be able to have a gas stove anymore. And uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm uber domesticated. I love my gas stove. I can't imagine cooking a bread in an electric stove. So I'm a little did defensive. You the money? Did you follow the money on the gas stove? Thing who the um, no. I think it was REI that, that did the uh, funded the study yeah that, the, that they cited as the as the you know the science uh, behind the danger well, of gas stoves you know, the, you know it, I mean it was it was quite coordinated quite well, coordinated there's that too and then I'm not really sure when anybody's going to stop and recognize you know electric vehicles aren't necessarily safe just look at the stories out of New York if you look in the Bronx they've had multiple um, fires and unfortunately deaths from these e-bikes that you know people are using all around the city they bring them into their house right because they don't want them to get stolen and these batteries are combusting Um, I think just last week or the week before there was a family that had theirs like right in their entryway the thing caught on fire the family couldn't get out a father and two of his kids died i mean it's oh God, it's not even yeah. smart and and for and some reason yeah, we're hard, just it's hard to put out they some some fire they departments use stands. that's exactly what happened it's hard to put out so i mean people have got to really start thinking about this but bestie and, I gotta, and, and there's no and there's no um just to just to finish jeff mm-hmm. thanks for taking my call of course. just to finish there's no um there's there's no social or environmental 
justice. Right. When when we mine those materials right. in a foreign country with slave labor and terrible, terrible conditions that pollute their water forever. I know. We're all guilty of it, though. Look at us. I mean, we got phones where these I mean, batteries... Can I mean, we be rational? <laughs> no. We, you know what you know would happen if we... If we built, say, instead of uh, closing the, uh, the the uh, the coal plant in uh, Somerset, in Somerset, yep. if we converted that to gas. Yep. And we built a gas pipe to tap this incredible resource we have of cheap Pennsylvania gas. Yep. We would have cheap electricity here, which would make us more competitive. Well. With with our neighbors and with our other countries, I'll take and it a step further. What we want to do is say, no, we're gonna we're gonna send all our money to China well, to build I mean, stuff. With, with you know what I mean? We it's had one crazy. of the we had the cleanest coal burning plant in all, almost all of New England. I mean, it was the upgrades that were done there. We had these two cooling towers that had been built um, that you know cooled the water down so that when it re-entered oh. the bay, it was at a reasonable temperature where you know wildlife could continue to thrive. Um, you know, of course, you know everybody was hinging on coal was just you know wrong and blah 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 blah. I mean, so um, it was crazy and and and. I'll be honest with you. It's the worst thing that happened to Somerset. We spent a lot of time talking about this, but that power plant being closed then led to, you know, the property being open. We had scrap metal coming in, which was literally, you know, ruining people's lives with, you know, health issues and and, um, rust all over their homes and their cars, the noise. I mean, now they're promising that this is, first it was going to be all wind energy, right? But it's actually not even wind energy. This is going to be, Prismium is the company. They're going to be cultivating the cables that are used for turbines. So now it's not going to be producing electricity. It's not going to be a power plant of any kind. It's an industrial site that's going to be making pieces to turbines. So we don't get tax revenue from that. We don't get like a, a ton of money like these power plants used to give us. Somerset, by the way, had two. We well, had we, well, what we don't get is cheap power. And we also don't cheap get power, cheap power. Cheap power right. is so important to our economy. Right. It's a big scam. And I'll be honest when you, with when you. you add, when you add the when, when power costs more, yep. it's not just you and me uh, putting our lights on. It's our fishing industry making ice. It's our industrial facilities that use, uh, you know, electric intensive mm. uh, processes mm-hmm. that makes us uncompetitive with mm-hmm. people who have cheap power. Right. And our leaders are trying to make power more and more expensive and make us less and less competitive. Well, I mean, and, buzz, and President the, but Biden, the, but the ahead. end result is insanity, right? Yeah, I mean, President Biden shut down refineries like within his first couple of months of getting elected, right? Which impacted the cost of you know barrels and and what you and I ended up ultimately paying at the pump. Um, I mean. The, the pipeline got shut down. The XL pipeline got shut down. He didn't want that. I mean, we have we have the resources. Um, we have the technology to make it clean. Um, and yet they are pushing that away and bringing us this green thing, which is untested. Uh, the science doesn't look right. And it's, yeah, and it's unsustainable and it costs us more. Bestie, I got to let you go. I got to take a break. Thanks. Hey, yes. great conversation. Nice to talk to you. Night. All right. Good night. All right. Let's take our break, guys. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. I'm Jess. I'm filling in for Chris and Marcus. This is doesn't sound or look anything like South Coast tonight, but I promise you it is. We'll be right back after this. Listen to us live anywhere in the world on the WBSM app. One's on the left, left, the other on the right. Right. 
But they're both ready to call it right down the middle. More of Marcus and Chris on South Coast Tonight, here on WBSM. Could have been, makes me want to cry. The sweet words you whispered didn't mean a thing. I guess I saw. back to south coast tonight last night tim weisberg was last night today's monday sunday yes last night tim weisberg went to go see tiffany in boston and he was like squilling like a little girl in the dms he was so excited um he wrote on his facebook that when he was 11 he blew out the candles on his cake and he wished that he'd like met tiffany and last night this childhood dream came true um and i'm very excited for him i actually also love tiffany by the way i'm a 90s girl Tiffany and Debbie Gibson, but if I had to pick between the two of them, I think I have to go with Debbie Gibson. I think. I don't know. Let's try the phone lines. <laughs> We're just going to try it. We're going to see what happens. Hi, caller. You're next. Hi, Jeff. Oh, How are you doing? It's Don. Don from Stoughton. What's going on? Well, I saw John Denver once and the Beach Boys on Boston Common. Oh, that must have been amazing. What a memory you have. A thousand years ago. <laughs> no. That's great. Well, that, what's almost. going on? I haven't talked to you in a long time. Oh, you've been lucky until now. No, <laughs> uh, you were discussing the electric cars and that there. And yes. I have a degree in electrical engineering mm-hmm. for 30, 40 years or so. And I keep up on the uh, magazines and, you know, where the industry is and that. Okay. And, Jessica, it, th- there is no way, no way today that Joe Biden could put an electric vehicle in everybody's driveway. There's no infrastructure. There's no material to build the batteries with, et cetera, et cetera. What he is proposing is a fool's dream. Right. It cannot be done. And and he's purposely hurting the American people by increasing the cost of gasoline and natural gas by shutting down the production. Mm. And and it's to no end, Jessica. Right. He cannot do what he is proposing to do with the available material. So... What do you think the how's this going to work out? I mean, you're telling me, and listen, I, admittedly, I don't know enough about this, right? I, I just, it doesn't. No offense to you, Don. It doesn't interest me. It interests me when they come telling me that I I can't buy a regular car. Now, in my community, I I think, and I'm going to have to do some research research on this. A certain number of our vehicles that are town vehicles have to switch over to electric. I think we just got one for our water department or our sewer department. You know, what's the end game? Is it to just make all of like the municipal vehicles turn EV? What's the like? What are they going to do? Well, again, I really don't know. I think uh, Joe Biden is just taking a swipe at everything. Mm. <laughs> but but it's impossible. You would have to increase the, the power production uh, transmission lines by a factor of seven. Mm. Where are you going to site all these pylons? You, you can't right. even take and put them up without the Environmental Protection Agency 
another environmentalist going crazy. Yeah. Where are you going to dig holes in the ground to get the needed materials out of the ground? I don't how know. Are gonna, how are you going to operate the diesel bulldozers and the diesel equipment when the cost of diesel fuel might be $20 a gallon and so prohibitive they can't operate all the machinery? I, I agree with you. I don't know. How are I you going to set answer. up manufacturing and refining of all these metals that you're going to need? You're going to have to build factories to do this. Where are you going to get the energy to do it? I don't know. It's it's just insanity all the way across the board, Jessica, is what I'm saying. There's no way it can be done. It's like saying, uh, Don, build a, an escalator to the moon. Well, I, let me ask you a question. I may, I may sound a little crazy here, but how much of this could be stopped should we have Trump re- reelected in 2024? I mean, you know, how much of this are we in for where we could we have to keep going um, or, you know, will a new president? I mean, President Biden certainly was able to affect, you know, oil production with the XL pipeline thing and the and the um, the refineries being closed down. Uh, you know, are we only really a year away from maybe putting some of these things uh on pause? Well, no, absolutely. It could be done overnight. Mm. Uh, if all the electric vehicles were gotten rid of today and the gas pumps and oil pipelines are opened up tomorrow, we wouldn't notice the difference at all. Right. So basically that's it. But if oil production were to be put to zero, Jess, we would know within a week how bad things are because you need diesel trains, you need diesel for trucks. You need diesel to operate the large ships with and everything else. So what Biden is doing is slowly constricting the economy, trying to force people into these EVs. And I've just told you, Jess, there's not enough material to build the cars, nor not enough electric lines to transmit the electricity so that everybody could plug in a vehicle. Well, I'm reading on J.D. Power um, is basically giving some percentage of what U.S. car sales are electric. Electric, Although uh, it was a significant increase, only 3% of vehicle sales in 2021 were electric, with hybrids only accounting for 5%. Um, although the rate uh, did increase, experts estimate that the index will reach 10% by 2025, almost 30% by 2030, and surpassing 50% by 2050. That's the goal. Right. That, that's all imaginary because where, where are we going to get the batteries and other material to build this if we can't do it in the United States? From a bunch of kids in Africa. That's where they're going to get it There you go. From. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and when the kids are inefficient and they cannot produce it quickly enough, the numbers are going to drop off on the proposed availability of electric vehicles. Right. It's a no-brainer, Jess. I mean, a three-year-old in kindergarten should understand this. Why is it that President Biden and the Democrats believe this can be done? It cannot be done. Uh, I mean, maybe we were too busy in being distracted by the war in Ukraine or um, by, you know, pulling all our troops uh, prematurely out of Afghanistan. I mean, there's a lot of things that are going on that we are. Isn't there wasn't there a story about uh, someone from Dighton, Massachusetts, that was basically sharing documents to show us that we actually had boots on the ground in Ukraine? I mean, there's a lot of things going oh, the, on. That the we, airmen that was yeah, down at the like uh, radar station. Haven't there, heard yeah. anything about that story anymore. It's gone. Yeah, it's all gone. It's all gone. Yeah. Spy balloons. Yeah, no, I mean, Spy I balloons. mean. I'm looking at the physical nature of the electrical network necessary to power these electric vehicles. We can't even do that, Jeff. 
let's say everybody had an electric car, there's not enough power and power grid installation to, to charge all the, all the cars. It's just not there. Right. Don, i got to so, let you go. i got somebody that's okay. been waiting. Thanks. It was nice to talk to you, Bestie. You too. All right. Nice take care. You. Bye, honey. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, that was Don from Stoughton. Haven't heard from him in a while because um, I guess I haven't been here. But Don is always here. Uh, let's go to this next caller before we have to take a break. Hi. You're next. Hello. Hi. You're live. Hey. Hi. Electric cars are like toilet bowls. Okay. <laughs> you don't you, you don't know what they look they look nice and clean. They look nice and clean. You're okay? gonna have to sell me on this because I'm already it's grossed out. It's a delusion because what's getting ready to go into them is not nice and clean. Right. And with and when you flush the toilet, where it goes is not nice and clean. Right. But you only stare at the toilet bowl; it's nice and clean. I don't want to know where mm-hmm. everything goes. Well, I mean, with the, with the batteries, the same thing the is when cars. the trash comes and the trash man comes and takes my trash every week. I'm just very happy. By the way, I'm thrilled. Don't I don't know. know where it goes, but I'm going to tell you. You don't want to know. It is like That's one a, of the greatest things in in this country that a truck comes to my house and takes all of my crap, yep. and I just That's, don't have to worry about it, and I don't have to smell it, and it's gone. Exactly. I'm That's so exactly ignorant. The principle. That's exactly the principle of electric cars. People don't want to know. I don't. But I also don't want them. I don't want an electric car. Yeah, it's bad. If you look at the rare earths that go into making electric cars, they come from two places in the world. Northern Wait. China yeah. and Malaysia. And okay. Malaysia is pretty close to northern China. Yeah. And like you say, the little, the little kids down in the Congo mining the uh, cobalt. Yeah, and the stuff for the, I mean, it's insanity. It's, all, it's a delusion. It's for people that want to feel prissy about themselves, and and, and they, they get to do it. And they get to go wave a flag saying, look how woke I am. Look how clean I am. Yes. But the reality is quite different. Quite different. I wonder what the ratio of electric vehicles and Ukraine flags hanging out in front of the house is. I bet pretty even. it's pretty, pretty even. Right? They're all one in the same. They're all virtue signalers. They've all got the Black Lives Matter, you know, signs in their front lawn. They're all yeah. about equity. Yeah. yeah. They're drag they love drag queens too, by the way. That have been around for forever, but yeah. We gotta do de- we gotta deal with it. Good to hear you on the radio. Yeah, thanks so much. Yep. Yep. Bye Bestie. Um, I actually, while I was on the air, someone had just sent this to me. I, apparently, there's going to be a drag show in Somerset um, that is uh, dealing with uh, it's, it's it's to benefit the Council on Aging. Um, did I see this properly? Yeah, dining and drag enjoy an evening of comedy and cocktails on Friday, May twelfth, a fundraising event by the Friends of the Somerset on Council on Aging. Um, it's at the, uh, does it even say where this is going to be? I don't know where it is. Oh, it's, oh, it's at the American Legion in Somerset. Um, you know, there's not enough time. It's, uh, we're going to take a break and then we're done. But, uh, you, you can bet your bottom dollar that on Saturday's show, I'm going to talk about the drag queens coming to Somerset. I, have you heard the story about me in Miami when I went to the palace? It's it's amazing. It was the best drag club ever. The best drinks, the best music. It was so fun. And and these drag queens, by the way, like they served the looks. Had zero problem with the drag queens until they started showing up at libraries reading kids to books. And then I was like, maybe not. Let's take our final break of the night. I'm Jess. I had been filling in for Chris and Marcus. I'm sure they are very thankful that this is almost over and they can get back to regular business uh, tomorrow. Let's uh, take a break. We'll be right back.
Boston. Hey, besties. We're ending the show. And I just wanted to say thank you um, to everybody that called in. It's great to hear like a, a, a different listening base that listens, you know, so devotedly to South Coast Tonight. So thank you guys. And for my regulars that, you know, are, are listening all the time, thank you for calling in. I love when people call in, by the way, even the ones that aren't nice. Um, we only have a couple more minutes left, but um, I wanted to just share a couple of things that people were saying on Twitter in response to the pictures of the riot that took place. Um, Political Squirrel says the new sheriff is a bleeding heart lib who has to really profess how much his heart bleeds for the disenfranchised to overcome the fact that he's a white male in a Democratic Party, especially if he wants to eventually, quote, move up. Mass voters are so brilliant. Uh, Mike at that dude, Mike B, says uh, he refuses to call it a riot. And trust me, I know he was mayor of Attleboro and now we have his woke lackey running things now. It's all these socialists moving down from the South Shore, ruining everything. Um, and then the, another uh, Twitter account, Mass GOP Daily, says elections have consequences. This is what happens when you think you can negotiate with violent prisoners. Surprised he isn't referring to it as a mostly peaceful standoff. Close enough, you know. And he, he, he told everybody... Uh, Please don't do that again. Oh, Paul. Paul, 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 Paul. Um, I'm not bragging, but I am really proud of my piece I wrote about Tucker Carlson um, on Howie Carr. It is getting a lot of uh, likes and shares, so you can go read about it. Um, It's sad that we we don't have uh, Tucker on Fox anymore. I probably will have no reason to turn to Fox News again. I'm wondering where he's going to go, what he's going to do. Is he going to go to, um, you know, Newsmax? Is he going to start his own? Is he going to, what, I mean, where else do these people go? Just goes to show you that these these parties, the establishment Republicans and things and these Democrats, they're all in it together. I mean, essentially what they've done is they've taken away the one voice that we had left that we all identified with and uh, and now we're going to have to go seek it out. And I don't like doing that. I'm old. Um, I'm not tech savvy. Uh, it took me a long time to move over to Twitter and to even like kind of embrace the 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 structure of it all. Now I've got to go like hunting around for tongue for Tucker. I just, I can't see myself doing it. Um, I really would like to just click on the clicker and just see him on the TV. And it doesn't look like as of right now, this rumor of him going to CNN is just, I can't imagine it. I mean, the dude's not a sellout. Um, and, and I would really think he'd have a hard time getting people to follow him over there. So I'm not really sure what else is left. I mean, people are saying he'll find a home. He's going to find, I don't know where that's going to be. It's not going to be on a TV in my living room. I can tell you that. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I have no idea. Um, so don't forget, uh, NFL draft is on Thursday. <laughs> don't forget, uh, to watch all those draft day videos. I'm telling you, if you don't believe me and you want some real feel good, like stuff, you know, get off TikTok. And just go look at NFL draft day videos. It's just heartwarming, like, you know, wholesome stuff. By the way, I don't have um, TikTok still. I don't know if any. I bet you do. Some people do. They lie about it. My mom has it. She's 74 years old. And all I do is watch her 
watch like cat videos and dog videos and I can tell she's on it because it's all like all the same songs and I, I guess it's good for like you know our older population to like have funny videos at a shore and get your attention uh, but my kids can't have it um, they 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 just can't we can't we can't let them go on there don't let your kids on TikTok no matter what honestly just don't it's bad. I did this. I don't have time to talk about it. But you know, one time I opened a, a TikTok account and I said my name, my age was 14 and I just, you know, made up a fake account. And the first videos that popped up in my newsfeed with no other information other than I was a female um, and were 14 years old were wildly inappropriate. So trust me on this. Keep your kids off TikTok. Besties, it has been so fun hanging out with you. Thanks to Phil for scaring the crap out of me, um, but sticking around so I wasn't alone. Um, Marcus, good luck tomorrow dealing with all the feedback.